this in NIV version. I'm going to be reading from the uh, ESV, English Standard Version. I want to say thank you to um, everybody that did anything on tonight. Bless God for our praise team, for our music ministry. Amen. For Deacon Jimmy Hustle. Amen. For um, uh, a peace on tonight, we thank God. We thank God for the sound ministry, for the greeters. Amen. Can we bless God for our people? Amen. Amen. We thank God for all that you do. And I want to say thank you. Mark the 8th chapter, verse number 22 through 26. I believe on tonight I have a prophetic word from the Lord um, for your life and for God getting ready to set something up for you. Um, Mark the 8th chapter, verse number 22 through 26. And the Bible says, and they came to Bethsaida, and some people brought to him a blind man and begged him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And when he had spit on his eyes and laid his hands on him, he asked him, do you see anything? Look at your neighbor and ask them, do you see anything? Verse 24, and he looked up and said, I see people, but they look like trees walking. Then Jesus laid his hand on his eyes again, and he opened his eyes. His sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Verse number 26, and he sent him and he sent him to his home saying do not even enter the village verse number 23 and he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village and when he had spit on his eyes do your bible say that when he had spit on his eyes and laid his hands on him he asked him do you see anything I want to preach as the spiritual God from this subject he's adjusting my vision he's adjusting my vision he's adjusting my vision I pray that you came with your amens with you I pray that you came to push me on tonight because there is a word from the Lord here we are at the end of 2019, and some of us are sitting here in eager expectation for 2020. We are looking forward to crossing over into 2020. Because the truth of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, we can't wait to say goodbye to 2019. Truth is, there are a lot of us in here that had a great year, but it did not come easy. I don't know if this is for you, and maybe your neighbor's going to sit there with their mouth closed, but there's some of you that know you survived this year some storms, some stagnation, and even, watch this, if you really, if you really survive, you even survived some stupidity. <laughs> and the power of your 2019 is that no matter what you may have experienced this year, I came to announce to somebody, you survived it all. 
I feel sorry for some of y'all on tonight. I feel sorry for some of y'all on tonight. I feel sorry for some of y'all on tonight. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, I feel sorry for y'all, some of y'all tonight, because I can't understand that when I say you survived it all, you sit there as if you survived nothing. I came to announce to somebody that no matter what you went through in 2019, you survived it all. Uh, I wish I had a praiser right there that can look at everything that happened, every trial, every test, every storm that you had to go through. And when you look at your life and you see where you are on December the 31st at 9, 12 p.m., no matter what happened this year, I come to one conclusion. I survived it all. Now, only for those people in here that know, I survived depression. I just survived weariness. I survived being broke. I survived being sick. I survived being hurt. I survived being broken. I survived people lying on me. I survived people talking about me. I survived the haters. I survived the negativity. I survived the negative boss. I survived crazy loved ones. I survived. Is there anybody in here that can give God glory and give God praise? Because you survived it all. It's only for five of y'all that can shout off of this. This ain't for everybody. The truth is, in 2019, you made bad look good. Not you. I, I don't look like what I've been through. I I've been through hell, but I don't look like it. I've been through hurt, but I don't look like it. I've been through a season that I thought would never end, but I don't look like it. And my shout on tonight is even though I don't look like what I've been through, I made bad look good. Look at your neighbor and say, girl, you made bad look good. I couldn't even tell you was going through because your praise stayed up and your smile was on your face. You made bad look good. Kendra, we made bad look good. People had no clue half of what you had to go through in 2019. People had no clue. Of, the, of how the enemy would talk to you in the middle of the night and you had to fight just to come to church on Sunday. Hey, people had no clue the hell that was going on in your life. I made bad look good. The only reason I don't look like the people I went to school with is because God did something for me and I made bad look good. Now I need somebody in here that can give God five seconds of praise because you know that in 2019 you made bad look good. Give your neighbor a high five say, I made bad look good. And whatever took place, regardless of what didn't happen or how it went down in 2019, came to announce to somebody, God's promises are still true regarding your life. See, the difficulty for many of us is that the process towards progress can sap all your energy. The process towards progress can give birth to doubt and fear. The process towards progress will deplete the faith of even the strongest believers. Because it is possible to go through a season of failure that makes you question, is God really for me? Because what do you do when your life turns on you in a way where the vision that you had now is too hard for you to believe for it anymore? 
but God brought you in here for you to get your second win because 2020 is getting ready to come and you have to you got more that you need to do I need you to grab your neighbor by the hand shake it real good and say hey neighbor tonight tonight you need to get your second win because there's more for you to do is there anybody in here on tonight that say I came to get my second win because I got a lot ahead of me in 2020 I need somebody in here throw your hands up and tell God thank you for my second win more to do I got 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 more to do see y'all don't understand the power of praise because if you really understood praise some of y'all know in 2019 you came to church with your heart broken but you came in church and lifted up your hands and all of a sudden God gave you strength that you didn't even know was there now you sit there and be depleted but is there anybody up in freedom tonight that say doggone it by the time I leave this place on tonight I'm going to have my second win to go where I need to go I'm getting ready to run through troops I'm getting ready to leap over walls. I'm getting ready to do the impossible. I'm getting ready to go further than I've ever gone. And the Bible says, and the Bible says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Okay. I, I stopped by to let somebody know that where there is no vision, watch this. Not only will the people perish, but where there's no vision, there is delay and distraction. But I hear the Lord saying, if you can get your vision back, I'll speed up what's been slowed down in your life. Okay. I wish I had somebody that could hear me in the spirit. God says, if you could just get your vision back, okay? If you could just dream again. If you could believe the impossible. I know what your credit report looked like. But if you could ever see yourself debt free. I know what the situation looked like on your job. But if you can see yourself as the manager. I know what you're dealing with with your child. But if you can see that child in the future. God is saying, I can speed up what's been slowed down. saying that's church thank you I don't want you to just give up on your vision I need you watch this to adjust it God has to take us through a process to adjust our vision because our vision has to be adjusted watch this in order to manage where he's taking you Say that again. Your vision has to be adjusted in order to manage where he's taking you. Because God knows that the worst thing to do is to give someone something they can't manage. Tanya, if, if, if I seed into your life a Bentley, if Tanya rode up the freedom in the Bentley that the pastor gave to her, I give it to you. You can have it. I put your name on it. It's yours. When I give it to you, it was a blessing. You would shout all, Tanya would shout all over this church. I mean, tear the church up. But what I didn't tell you, Tanya, is that every 10,000 miles, you have to take it to get service, and that costs $5,000. What I didn't tell you is that if you blow out a tire, it's going to cost you $1,500 just to replace one tire. I said a Bentley. What I didn't tell you is that if you mess up the rim with the tire, it's going to cost you $10,000 a rim. 
What I didn't tell you, that if you knock it out of alignment, it's going to cost you $15,000 to put it back into alignment. And I came to let somebody know, just because someone gives you something, if you don't know how to manage it, what you thought was a blessing can actually be a curse. See, the process God took you through in 2019 was to teach you how to manage what he's getting ready to bless you with. You, you miss it, you miss it, you miss it, you miss it. I had to take you through the process to manage what I'm getting ready to release in your life. I had to take you through the pain to manage the relationship that's coming. Y'all don't hear me. I had to take you through the betrayal to manage the quality friends I'm getting ready to send you. I had to take you through the hurt to manage the new season I'm getting ready to step you in. It was all a part of your process. Can you just touch your neighbor and say, all the hell I went through this year, it was a part of the process. He was preparing me for where he was taking me in 2020. I need to take a pause for the cause and find out is there anybody in here that can say thank you for the process. Thank you for the pain. Thank you for the hurt. Because it was all a part. And we find a man in our text that had to go through the process to manage vision. Jesus and his men returned to Bethsaida. At the last time they were here, Jesus had healed many of the sick. So they were familiar with the healing power of Jesus. Now Jesus shows up again with a, and a group of people bring a blind man to Jesus, begging him to perform another miracle of healing. Their request, watch this, was for him to touch their friend. These people were Gentiles and they had come to believe that Christ's power to heal resides in his touch. They fail to understand, like many of us, that God don't only heal by a touch, but he can heal by a word. He can heal by a thought. He can heal how he wants to heal. Came to let somebody know in 2020, you got to take God out the box. Because maybe what God is getting ready to send you ain't coming through the avenue you expect it from. Okay. God says, watch this. I need to adjust your, your, your vision. So my question became, come on, let's go. How is God adjusting your vision? How is God going to adjust your vision? Are you interested tonight? How is God going to adjust your vision? Here we go, point number one, because watch this, he's reaching. He's reaching. The text says that they bring the blind man to Jesus and begged him to touch him. And catch this, without hesitation, Without introduction, without conversation, Jesus reached for the man. I like this, ladies and gentlemen, because there are other miracles recorded where Jesus had a con conversation with either the blind person or the crowd that was with them. But Jesus does not have a dialogue or even ask any questions. Jesus immediately, somebody holler immediately immediately reaches for this man can I tell you that when you look back at 2019 there were times when you couldn't see your way but you serve a God that reached for you even when you were oh my God in 2019 he reached for me in the middle of my tears in 2019 he reached for me when I almost gave up is there anybody in here that say he reached for me when my praise had left and all I had to do was complain I made it in 2019 cause he reached for me and he reaches to the highest mountain. Oh, I don't like y'all. Oh, because is there anybody here that know you serve a God that reached for you this year? 
the man could open his mouth, Jesus reached for him. Before the man had an opportunity to plead his case for a miracle, Jesus reached for him. See, there are times in the Bible where people would encounter Jesus and let him know why they were in need of a healing. When Jesus encountered the two blind men, the text says they shouted, son of David, have mercy on us. When Jesus encountered the man by the pool of Bethesda, Jesus asked the man, do you want to get well? The man replied, I have no one to help me into the pool. I need your help, Jesus. David, son of David, have mercy on me. They're pleading their case to Jesus, but this man ain't saying not one word. Jesus reaches for the man, watch this, without explanation. Watch this. Sometimes, help me Holy Ghost say this. Sometimes God has to reach for me before I have time to feel sorry for myself. Sometimes God has to reach for you before you get stuck in your own head and become overwhelmed in your condition. He reached for me before I could rehearse, tell my rehearsed story. Have you ever met somebody that no matter what is going on in their life, they can always find the cloud. They can always say how bad it is. They can always tell you. Uh, you're looking at them saying, oh, you got a new car, child, but that payment. Well, then why did you buy it? I mean, I don't understand. Oh, Oh, you got you somebody? Yeah, but I don't know. I, why? You was the one whining and complaining about how lonely you were. You ain't never happy. Ain't never satisfied. God deliver me in 2020 from people that can't see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I need somebody that know that sometimes God will reach for you before you start to feel sorry for yourself. Is there anybody in here that say, I was in my house. Depression was trying to creep in, but I serve a God that reached in and got me. And all of a sudden, my spirit leaped. And I said, thank you, Jesus, for how good you've been. Somebody give him glory if you know he reached for you. Watch this. Most times when we preach this text, we say that Jesus touched him twice. Most times when we preach this text, we say Jesus touched him twice. We say that he touched him when, when he spit in his eye and he touched him. And he asked him, hey, what you see? He said, I see men as trees walking. Then the Bible says he touched them again. But, but I, I beg to differ with you. He didn't touch them twice. He actually touched them three times. The first time was when he took them by the hand. Watch this. I need you to, I need you to see this. I need you to see this. Your neighbor going to get mad by this, but I need you to tell them it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Um, his first touch wasn't when he, when he dealt with his eyes. His first touch was when he grabbed him by the hand. Watch this, because Jesus will always touch you before touching your handicap. <laughs> we want to jump over the first touch. We want to come to the altar. Do it, Jesus. Oh, God. We, but what God says, I got to deal with you before I deal with your issue. I got to deal with your thinking before I deal with your problem. I, I got to deal with your character before I deal with your situation. Because what good is it for me to pay your bills and you be a bigger thief in the tithe?
good is it for me to send somebody, but you don't know how to stop sleeping with them? Touch your neighbor. Say, he need to fix you. He need to fix you. He need to fix you. Here we go. This for the mature that could really handle this. In 2020, stop asking the Lord to touch your dysfunction without touching you. Before you bring me out, creating me a clean heart and renewing me a right spirit. See, you can't shout right there because you want him to jump over that. But before you deliver me, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Before you make the way, deliver me from my negative mindset because I need God to work on me before he works on my situation. my mindset he's reaching number one he's reaching but number two come on let's go he's leading he's leading the Bible says that Jesus takes the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village is that what your Bible say the Bible says that Jesus takes him by the hand and leads him out of the village we'll do it one more time the Bible says he takes him by the hand and leads him out of the village he was blind but when Jesus leads, here we go, you can be blind and still be on the move. See, see, you didn't, you missed your place to shout right there. Because there's some of you that know you were blind in 2019, but you still further than where you came from. That your blindness didn't stop you and impede you, but you were still mobile. You were still going somewhere. Is there anybody here that could give God glory and say, I might not be there yet, but I'm a little bit further than where I used to be. I need somebody to go ahead and give God glory for about five seconds and say, thank you that I might not be where I thought I was going to be, but I'm a little bit further than where I used to be. still on the move. Might not have everything I need, but I'm still headed somewhere. I was stuck in 2019, but it was just my launching pad to where God is getting ready to take me. Jesus reaches for the blind man's hand and leads him out of the city. The text never says where the man asked, where are we going? You never see in scripture where the man questioned the leading of Jesus. <laughs> it's going to get tight right through here. Because Jesus wants to know, watch this, can you trust me on the level of the people that you trust that couldn't do nothing for you? Let me back to the rose because I don't think they got what I just said. So let me make sure they get that one more time. Jesus wants to know, watch this, the Bible says his friends led him to Jesus. Jesus takes him by the hand, leads him by himself. And Jesus wants to know, watch this, can you trust me on the same level of the ones that couldn't do nothing for you? You mean to tell me you cried over the breakup, but you didn't cry that you didn't feel God's presence? Come here, I'm talking to you. You mean you went through a six-month depression over not having no money? But you didn't feel nothing when you came in church, didn't say thank you to God not one time and walked your hips out of here and say, I ain't feel nothing today. Uh, I, I don't know where he's taking me. But wherever he's taking me, 
it's just about for seven of y'all that's going to shout off of this. It has to be better than where I was. God help me. I don't know where he's taking freedom, but it got to be better than where we came from. I don't know where he's taking you, but it's got to be better than where you came from. And is there anybody here on tonight that can give God a praise on credit that I might not see where I'm headed, but it's got to be better. I need you to touch three people. Give them a high five. Say better, better, better. It's got to be better. All the hell I came through, it's got to be better. All the hurt I felt, it's got to be better. All the people that walked off, it's got to be better, better, better. Somebody holler, better. Here we go. Jesus leads the man away and has a private conversation. Jesus didn't talk to the man until he got him away from his friends. Jesus basically is saying, everybody can't be in this conversation. Let me, let, me, let me explain something that happened to you a couple of nights ago. That's why he woke you up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Because he needed to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with you. You turned on the TV, you should have on your knees. Because God was trying to talk to you. This is why in 2019, I know you ain't going to like this, he had to remove some people out of your life. Watch this. He removed them so they can get out of your ear. Touch your neighbor and say, Jesus needs your undivided attention. Yeah, he, he, he has a private conversation with him. So my question became, why did Jesus lead the man away from the village? Watch this. Sometimes God leads you away because he needs to get you out of your comfort zone. This is a higher level of trust. I had to lead you away. I don't know who this is for, but I feel it in my pinky toe right now that this is for somebody in here. I had to lead, lead you away from people who you thought you needed in order to survive. I will come sit on your lap and preach right to you. If you don't say, say amen right there, you know I'm talking to you. He said, I had to lead you away from people that you depended on to survive. God says, I don't need you to survive on them. In him I live. In him I move. And in him I have my being. Honey, if my best friend leave, as long as I got Jesus. If my prayer partner don't call, as long as I got Jesus. Oh, if mama forsake me, as long as I got Jesus. Is there anybody here that say, I don't care who leaves bye-bye but as long as Jesus stays that's all I need Vicky Wine said long as I got King Jesus I don't need nobody here's here's why am I helping anybody here's why you need to be led in 2020 here's why you need to be led in 2020 watch this he's leading here's why you need to be led in 2020 because when you're blind here we go you are led by your feelings. When you are blind, blind people know the exact number of steps to where they're going. But here's what I love about it. Even if they know the number of steps, they still reach out their hand to feel where they are. God says, I have to lead you 
because you've been led by your feelings too long. The problem with unfamiliar territory, here we go. If you're not led by God, the problem with unfamiliar territory is that if you're blind, you can harm yourself. Here we go. When you are led by your feelings and not by your vision, you are susceptible to self-inflicted wounds. It's getting tight right through here. Your amens went from 10 to 5. Touch your neighbor and say, bring them back up, bring them back up. Because if we be honest, in 2019, because of our lack of vision, let's be honest, we endured some self-inflicted wounds. They told your blind butt he wasn't no good. They told your trifling, your, your blind self she was trifling. But Jesus says, I had to lead you out of your comfort zone. Watch this. I had to lead you out of your comfort zone so that you would no longer blame anyone else for your own self-inflicted wounds. Oh, you ain't got your amen now. Jesus says, I led you to be alone so you could learn how to be accountable. Because you don't know how to be accountable. You blame everybody else for the state of your life. Your life is getting ready to be better in 2020 when you learn how to be accountable for your life. That weight didn't jump on you. Look at your neighbor and say, that ain't how that work. That ain't how that work. Everybody don't hate you on your job because they just so evil. Be accountable for the many mornings you walked in and didn't speak to nobody. Be accountable. I'm not close to nobody in church. Be accountable. That when I ask you to touch your neighbor, you sit there like they got cooties. Be accountable. Because the only way your life is going to be better in 2020 is you got to take accountability. And if you don't see the self-inflicted wounds that you, that you had in your own life, God is saying you're going to still walk around and be blind. I'm making up in my mind, like some of y'all, I'm no longer blaming, blaming my ex. Oh, they ain't say nothing on that one. It's their fault. Ran my credit up. You's a fool to be a cosigner. Take accountability for your life. Somebody lift your hands and say, I'm no longer blaming my ex. I'm no longer blaming my friends. I'm no longer blaming my church. I'm no longer blaming my mama. I'm no longer blaming my daddy. I got to take accountability for where I am because the longer I can't take accountability is the longer I'm going to be bound by this. But whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Yes, I did it, but God, I need you to work on me. Yes, I did it, but God, I need you to help me. Yes, I did it, but God, I need you to change my mind. I'm taking accountability. Jesus leads the man, but didn't tell him where he was taking him. 
Because if God gave you every detail, you wouldn't need faith. I don't know where I'm going. You don't need to know. Just be led. Let him lead you. All right? So how's he just in my vision? Number one, he's reaching. Number two, he's leading. But thirdly, he's teaching. He's teaching. How's he just in my vision? He's reaching. He's leading. But he's teaching. The Bible says he grabs a man by the hand, leads him out the village, takes the man, spits in his eye. I have to just be honest with you. I had a problem with this. Because I can't understand why Jesus had to spit on the man. I know it's Jesus, but spit is spit. I, I couldn't understand this. In fact, there are other places in scripture where Jesus would lay hands on the person and they would be healed. The other, another occasion where Jesus would spit on the dirt and then he would make a little mud and put the mixture on the man's eye. But in our text, he skips the middle person and spits right in the man's eyes. Why? Why? Because where I'm from, when you spit on someone, it's a sign of dislike and disgust. It's a sign of disrespect. God told me to tell you what you thought was disrespectful was actually a step in your deliverance. It's going to get real tight right through here, so I hope you hear what I'm saying. I had to let you go through something uncomfortable in order to get you to see beyond what you can see. It wasn't until the boss tried you that you started to see yourself going after your dream. It wasn't until that person cared, that the person that you cared about hurt you, that you started to see how you should be treated. You couldn't see that before. Some of y'all need to be glad for every uncomfortable moment that you had in 20, 2019. The nasty places you had to go to in 2019. Because it let me see what I could not see before. Came to announce to somebody that, that can receive this. Just because it discouraged you doesn't mean it will destroy you. You don't know when to praise. I came to announce to somebody, yes, I was discouraged over it, but I got one scripture, no weapon. Okay, is there anybody here that can just declare over your life, no weapon that's formed against me shall be able to prosper. It was good for me that I be afflicted. It was good for me that I had to suffer. It was good for me that I was disrespected. It was good for me that they disliked me because it helped me to see what I couldn't see before. And is there anybody in here that could give God glory for every moment that you did not enjoy in 2019? I said give him glory for every, I said give him glory for every moment. I said give him glory for every disrespect, for every time you didn't like it, for everything you had to suffer through because it made you see what you could not see.
deliver us from only shouting when a car comes. Deliver us from only when we got money in the bank. Some of you on your job, when you get disrespected, you need to go right into the bathroom and say, Lord, I thank you. Because you letting me see something that I didn't see before. And every time they tell your business, thank you, Lord. Because you letting me see what I did not see before. Remember, remember I told you that Jesus had been to this town before? This text says in Mark, actually in chapter 6, where he was there before. The Bible says the sick would be healed from a touch. But now he comes back the second time. And, he bring, and they bring this man. And Jesus doesn't just touch him. But he spit in his eyes. So I still had questions. You had the spit in this man's eye. Jesus said, I had to spit to see how you handle what you didn't see coming. I wanted to see how you handle what you didn't expect. Let me, let, me, let me go here. Let me go here. You know, there's a scripture that we shout about that we really don't understand. And I want to bring some clarity to it because I don't think we really grasp it. The Bible says, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly, come on, finish it, above all you can ask a thing. He baba. Now, we shout about that. But do we really understand what that means? That he's going to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think? You know what that means? It means that God is not going to do what you had in mind. Didn't I blow your mind this time? Can I read the scripture one more time? Because I don't think you got it. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask or think. It means that God is not going to do what you had in mind. That means you will have to be in a place of trusting that he must know better. And this is the problem why the saints don't like God. Because we don't believe he actually knows better. Which means, here we go, he will disappoint what you thought. Because he will always do something different. Okay, let me prove it to you. Let me prove it to you. Let me prove it to you. I got some married people in here that can tell you I had an ideal in my mind about who I was going to marry. But when this fool, I mean, when this person showed up, they are nothing like what I had pictured in my mind. Because God will disappoint what you thought because he will do something different. God is trying to prove to some of you, don't box me in in 2020. If I don't do it the way you thought, just keep on praising me. Knowing that I'm getting ready to blow your mind. 
So whatever job you got in mind, God got something else in plan. Whatever call you had in mind, God got something else in plan. And is there anybody here that say, God, any way you bless me, I will be satisfied. It is your will and not my will. It is your way and not my way. I need somebody here to lift up your hands and for the next five seconds, just tell the Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes to your will. Yes to your way. Yes to how you want to do it. Yes to which way you want to go. I surrender my plan to your plan. He spits on the man's eye. He spits on the man's eye. He spits on the man's eye. I'm trying to get off of this. He spits on the man's eye. I have a question for you. Will an uncomfortable position make you abandon your process? I will. He spits in the man's eye. Will an uncomfortable position make you abandon your process? I'm ready to leave this job. Did God say? Because maybe he got you there on assignment. I'm sick of this marriage. Did God say? Because maybe God got you there to get through this season. Question, will being offended make you walk away from what God has for you? Because if somebody's spinning your eye, I'm offended. And here's where the saints are missing it. You keep abandoning your process because you're offended. You know what I've learned? Here's what I've learned. Here's what I've learned. Here's what I've learned. Here's what I've learned. If the Lord ever call any of y'all ministers to ever pastor, here's what you're going to learn. The saints love to walk in offense. They love to be offended. If it ain't no problem, they'll make it a problem. Because they love to be offended. And you would be surprised how many people walk away from the plan that God has for you because you don't like to be offended. Who are you talking to? She must not know about me. I'm from 45th and Moncrief. I'm from Hyde East. Because we always offended. You're offended if we speak and you're offended if we don't speak. You are offended by the hug. I didn't feel that. <laughs> Touch your neighbor. Say, get out your feelings. Get out your feelings. Get out your feelings. Because your feelings going to make you miss your process. Will the pressure of the moment make you give up on what God has for you? Because Jesus wants to know, will you stick through the process until he touches you again? You missed a good shout right there. I said he wants to know, will you stick through the process until he touches you again? Is there anybody here that say, I will not be moved to the left or be moved to the right. I will be still and know that he is God. Because I know I serve a God that can touch me again. And I came for about 10 of y'all that can throw your hands up and say, Lord, touch me again. Touch my life again. Touch my mind again. Touch my attitude again. Touch me all over again. Because one touch from you will Set me free. One touch from you will change my life. I need to be touched again.
in the man's eye. He laid hands on him. And Jesus asked him in verse 23, do you see anything? In other words, what do you see? Blind man says, I see men as trees walking. Now, uh, theologians have a problem with this text because it would seem as if Jesus didn't heal him the first time. Okay, stay with me. Jesus wants to know that before I touch you again, here we go, this is the question for you tonight, do you have any kind of vision? Let me bust this up real quick. Um, all my ladies, ladies wave at me. All my ladies, all right. Um, ladies, let me give you some, some good news. Here's some, here's, here's some advice from your pastor to your ears. I want to give you some, some advice from your pastor to your ears. I want you to receive this in Jesus' name. You will never find a blind woman in the scriptures. All the blind people that the scripture talks about were men. which means you have no business with a man that ain't got no vision. Beyond Netflix and chill, what are we going to do? Where do you see yourself in five years? What is your credit report? Let's go to the clinic. Jesus wants to know that before I touch you again, do you have any kind of vision? Watch this. Before I waste my time, do you have any vision at all? Because I don't waste power. So Jesus gives the blind man a pop quiz on the way to vision. 2019 was your pop quiz on your way to vision. Do you see anything? Do you see any progress in your life? Do you see yourself any further than where you used to be? Now I'm going to give you a moment because there's some of you that's sitting here saying, well, 2019 was just like 2018 and 2018 was just like 2017. But is there anybody here that say, honey, I made a little bit of progress and I came tonight to celebrate the little steps that I made. I need you on the count of three. If you made any progress to give God praise, one, two, three. Open your mouth and give him glory for the little steps you made. For the little steps. I said for the little steps. For the little steps. All my bills ain't paid, but more of them paid than last year. For the little steps. All my debt ain't gone, but more debt is paid down. For the little steps. I still cuss a little bit, but it's not as much as it used to be. I give God glory for the little... What do you see? What do you see? Do you have any vision at all? Are you just getting up and going to work every day and coming home and doing it all over again? Or do you see beyond the job you're on right now? What do you see? Most people come to God asking him, watch this. You come to church asking him, 
make me feel better. But your real prayer in 2020 ain't make me feel better. The real prayer should be help me to see better. I got to just go ahead and do it. Somebody lift up your hands and tell the Lord, help me to see better. Help me to see what I didn't see before. Help me to see what I was blinded by. Help me to see what I kept missing before. Help me open my eyes, God, that when I look in the mirror, I don't see uh, what I used to see. But help me to see what I need to see. Help me to see my nasty attitude. Help me to see how I respond to people. Help me to see how my face ain't delivered. Help me to see how I talk to people. Help me to see what I don't see. Help me to see that I don't trust nobody. Help me to see what I didn't see before. Because I I need to see. I'm tired of coming to church just feeling better. Because if you ask him to help you to see better, there's some things you're asking God to do. If he opened your eyes, you could do it for yourself. What do you see? I see men that look like trees walking, which means his vision was still off. I want to go real deep for three minutes and I'm done and I need you to hear what I'm about to say. He's adjusting my vision. I'm talking to visionaries right now. I'm not talking to church people. I'm talking to visionaries. If you stay with the first draft of your vision, you will end up disappointed. What do you see? I see men walking. Men like trees walking. If you stay with the first draft of your vision, you will end up disappointed. But if you allow for revisions to what you thought God told you to do or what you thought it would look like or feel like, then it leaves you open to the plan of God for your life. Because maybe the first time you saw it, you didn't see it clearly. There's some relationships you were in. First time you saw it, you didn't see it clearly. Ooh, but I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. You feel like in 2019, you got nowhere. Because you don't see your vision. But maybe God used 2019 to position you closer to the vision he has for you. Because when you got there, you found out that God was using what you first saw as direction, but it was not destination. This is too heavy for some of y'all. I know I'm talking above your head. I'm only talking to people that got vision for your life. Take the thumb out of your mouth. Take the covers from over your head because you have boxed God in to what you first saw. And maybe what you first saw was direction. It wasn't destination. If you don't allow your vision to be adjusted, it means that you are inflexible to the spirit of God. Because we marry too quickly our first idea. We marry too quickly our first passion. So we fall in love with an immature idea for our life. And when God brings us things that don't match our blueprint, we reject it. Wasted opportunities because we didn't, it didn't fit into the thought that we had for our life. Here's the revelation. Maybe my plan B was God's plan A all along. And 2019 was a step to adjust my vision. Maybe what I thought, I thought I would spend the rest of my life with them. And now, maybe my, my plan A wasn't really God's plan A. Maybe he had you to meet that fool 
so you can see how you should be treated. Because sometimes you got to go through the bad to get to the good. I felt that right there. I wish I had a single person that said, oh, I believe that. I believe that. That maybe I had to go through the bad to get to the good. The problem is you box God in. So you're heartbroken over a dream that didn't happen. But maybe that wasn't God's dream at all. Maybe he was just using that as direction to get you to the place where you're supposed to be. But if you abandon it too quickly, you'll miss it all together. Is there anybody here that say, I can't miss it no more? I can't miss it no more. I can't miss it no more. I, I'm done. You can go home. Home. To your own bed. I know my church. To your own bed with people that you're married to. With a, by a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Home. Okay, I have to, D, because you know, saints wiggle their way out of, the, out of this word. I came to announce to everybody who can receive this on tonight that God told me to tell you in 2020 he getting ready to bless you but he needs to know can I adjust your vision for you to receive the blessing I got for you is there anybody in here that can receive that prophetic word that God is getting ready to blow your mind in 2020 but he wants to know can I adjust your vision to the place that God whatever you want to do is your will is your way I need you to give God glory for what God is getting ready to release in your life in 2020 everybody Somebody, somebody, one body, open up your mouth and give God glory. I'm getting ready to do something, and I know it's a little unconventional but I need to do this real quick. I want you on the count of three, based upon what you're believing God for, and now you have adjusted your vision to say, God, if you want to blow my mind even beyond that, I need for the next praise you to release to be an indication of how big your blessing is coming in 2020. I need you to give God a show enough praise. Now, I just want to let you know that closed mouths don't get fed. So if you sit there and be quiet, I ain't talking to you anyway. But for those people that got some vision in this house, I need you to release a praise as an indication of the blessing you got coming one two three hallelujah open up your mouth he's adjusting my vision i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready took you through all that to adjust your vision I know everybody preaching 2020 vision I get it I understand it it's cute it sounds wonderful but that's not what God spoke over this house what he spoke was Chantel 2019 was a year to adjust your vision can I prove to you and I'm done this is how I prove to you that he adjusted your vision in 2019 I'm speaking this prophetically he let you see some things you had never seen before. 
and it sparked some on the inside of you that took your vision from here to here. He, he got you around certain people, certain situations that you had never been around before to give you an indication. God, I thank you for that. God said, I did it to give you a preview for a coming attraction. God said, I let you see it because I'm getting ready to take you to it. And if you can give me just a little bit of praise that I'm getting ready to do something exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask or think. Open up your mouth and bless him. Open up your mouth and give him the glory for what God is getting ready to do. I need visionaries in this house to stand to your feet, lift your hands. And open up your mouth for what God is getting ready to release in 2020 in your life. He's adjusting your vision. He's able. He's adjusting your vision. He's adjusting your vision. I need you to open up your mouth and worship him. First of all, thank him for every adjustment he had to make. It was painful. You didn't like it. It hurt. You cried. You suffered. But God says, I was using it to adjust your vision for where I was getting ready to take you in 2020. You thought it was over, but God says, I used it all to adjust your vision for you to dream bigger, for you to see more, to be no more limited. Come on, freedom. Open up your mouth and bless him. Come on, bless him. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. We bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. We glorify your name, God. Hallelujah. Exceedingly. Abundantly. Above all, all you can ask or think, according to his power that worketh in you. How many know that power is working in you right now? Come on, I came to tell somebody. God is able to do just what he said he would do. Hallelujah. He's going to fulfill every promise for you. Came to tell somebody, don't give up on God. Hey, because he won't give up on you. Come on, say. He's able. I need somebody in here to give God some worship. Give God some praise. If you believe that he's about to do something. Somebody say, he's able. He's able. Glory to your name, God. Come on, I need everybody to sing it together. Come on, lift it up. Come on, say, God. God is able to do just what he said he would do. He's going to fulfill. Every promise. Every promise to you. Tell your neighbor, don't you give up on God. Don't give up on God. 
Cause he won't give up. Now throw your head back and say, Is there anybody in here that know he's getting ready to blow your mind in 2020? I need you from the depth of your soul to say, He's able. He's able. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift it up. Say, Oh, come on, oh. Oh, 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 I need some worshipers in this house. Say, oh. of your salvation if you were to die tonight heaven forbid you don't know where your soul will spend eternity